0: Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I'd like to welcome Katie Markham, who is an advanced nurse practitioner in pain management at Guy's and St. Thomas's. Welcome and thank you so much, Katie, for joining me today. I want to take you back first to when you qualified in 2012. You went to King's College London University. Why was that your choice?
1: Hi, Laura. Um, There was a a mixture of reasons, really. So originally I was debating going further afield to places like Portsmouth. I had a bit of a change of heart last minute on the course. I was originally going for radiography. Um, So it was a bit of a change, I just felt that nursing gave you a bit more dynamic approach. There was more options to go into. So King's was one that's obviously quite high up on the uh, rating scale. It's really recognised for its nursing college um, and it's close to home. So it's somewhere that I really was keen to go to.
0: So you're a pain and advanced nurse practitioner. Um, was this an area that you always wanted to go into?
1: Um So it's not really something I was aware of, to be honest, when I first started nursing. So I was very keen when I first um, came out of my course to go into acute work. So sort of critical care areas, ward areas, just to get a bit of background experience in nursing and and really establishing what I learned on the programme. It was only really during the time of being on sort of HDU areas that I got into contact with pain teams so we were getting lots of patients with sort of epidurals PCAs coming through to us obviously pain following surgery was a big thing Mm -hmm. and so it was just more exposure to these kinds of patient groups that Probably won't be managed particularly well on some of the wards um, and seeing the teams come up and, and give the specialist advice. So um, from there, it was really linking up with the team um, as their link nurse. So going to their meetings, going to their education days and um, bringing that knowledge back to the ward areas as well. And um, that got me really interested in the field.
0: And that was how you kind of yeah made that link um, was by being the link nurse for the unit and that then helped you establish those relationships. Because so I know it can be quite hard yeah. if you're looking at nurse specialist roles of how do you get in, how do you apply for a job? There's so many people that apply for certain jobs, aren't there? We, we kind of know when you look at NHS jobs, what are the popular ones um, and actually kind of getting your foot in the door, um, you did really well. With, with using yeah, that. Yeah
1: and I it is getting to know the teams and, and knowing the areas of interest because they're all quite competitive fields and, and really now looking being the person that employs people into the the deputy roles it is really looking at people that have got a real interest in the field where they've done a bit of work around that so we don't expect people to be experts when they first come into a specialism but it's have they got an interest have they done something towards that like becoming linked nurses have they had a bit of exposure have they done audits around sort of pain management in the areas so it's really showing a real Interest that people are willing to learn and, and expand on that. And most um, junior roles as CNSs tend to be quite rotational posts, so they get um, a bit of exposure to the area but aren't expected to make the, the final decision
0: on a lot of the care needs. Um, and you've done a lot of roles um, within the pain management kind of area. So you've been the pain deputy CNS, the CNS, and AMP. You've worked in research and um, as a matron. What's been your favourite role that you've done? Oh, it's really quite difficult to say. Um, Probably not a particular role
1: it's the whole um field the fact that it lets you bring a lot of education in into the piece and, and sort of tr- change the way patients pathways work so um I guess the AMP role in, in a more senior role has allowed me to do a lot more things and have a lot more knowledge behind the specialism so as a as an AMP I've sort of had a bit of matron responsibility um for our directorate which is medical specialties so I get involved a lot in the audit behind that and the safety of the different areas um, and looking at outpatients Um, settings for for patients coming into them Um, but it also has let me do a bit of research as well so I get a bit of time to do research based on the specialism so a lot of the work we do in research is sort of groundbreaking we're one of the biggest centres in the UK um, and the world actually so um, we get to see things firsthand and really incorporate that into the work we do so I guess Although all of the roles have been slightly different and all been brilliant, the AMP the and role has probably been the most flexible and the one that has allowed me to do the most.
0: And you've recently been redeployed to the Nightingale Hospital at the Excel, um, which has looked after patients with coronavirus um, during the first peak uh, of the pandemic back in March. How did you find that redeployment process? and so to be honest I was one having to lead on it at the time so we kind of
1: day by day got information about um who needed to go where so obviously it came in quite thick and fast we mm. didn't quite know how it was um, adapting so really sort of outpatient settings were the ones that were closing down to a degree quicker
0: and mm. um, to
1: try and support the acute units so um, it was really looking at safety and risk from our level of what we could release redeploy in terms of staffing to the areas to support them but also make sure our areas were kept safe and mm. um, so that process was kind of from a management background of making sure people were going to the right areas we had enough to cover what we needed and um, actually going to the unit at, ourselves over at nightingale was pretty daunting to be mm. right. like a first day there like a massive hangar you walk in and it's just bed after bed i've seeing the bed. pictures so on think... the
0: daily mail and i was like, wow it's just you yeah, couldn't even so
1: comprehend think... it definitely i think it was just pure scowl because we mm. didn't obviously know at the time what quite was going to take off with with the nightingale or covid so it was mm. kind of it was quite daunting to go back in there and even with sort of critical care background having to go back in an area which I haven't done that sort of hands on on a ward clinical work for about five years so Mm -hmm. going from doing something that's quite office-based quite like, like I said research based and management based to going back to being really hands-on with beeping machines and pumps and things and um, was really really daunting but actually it's kind of like a muscle memory and it came back really quickly so just getting involved and being able to use some of the management skills as well because there were a lot of junior staff that were being sent there that really had no exposure to ITU so it was just supporting those teams working together to try and um, make sure everyone was trained up to a degree everything was safe so it was it was quite the experience and Although a horrible time, it was actually mm. quite a, a nice experience to go back to and to get back hands on again.
0: I bet because me and Katie first met and um, poor Katie was my co-mentor when I was a student <laughs> um, back on the cardiovascular high dependency unit at St. Thomas's. Um, so you started in the HDU as a newly qualified. How did you find Go into that critical care area because i know at the time you were one of the first people that they'd ever taken as newly qualified it's become a lot more common um i think since then um of newly qualified going into kind of level two and three clinical areas but how did you find that experience when you qualified i mean having you as a student as my first student was uh, <laughs> probably the easiest ride obviously you the were very best very experience you've yeah. ever had <laughs> it's just
1: been nothing to match up to really um, but no it was I mean it was daunting going in as a newly qualified nurse straight into a critical care area but I had the benefit of doing a three month placement towards the end so it was really my final placement the management placement really bedded me into the team so I knew the team well Um, sort of our ward manager was really supportive with that and, and training needs so that that helped a lot I think but it it is a daunting area and I think um, it was a time when that rarely happened most people couldn't go straight into a critical care area at the time I think now they've appreciated that it is something to do as part of a rotation so I think quite Quite often now, it is looking at sort of HDU, walled areas and ITU-based areas at once to get you a full exposure. But it it definitely throws you in the deep end, but gets you up to skill really, really quickly. So really fast. Also, you know, it was it was a great experience just to get stuck in, and I think it puts you for these other roles. It does put you in a a better position where you've kind of dealt with these situations where the patients are quite complex so going into specialist roles it really shows that you've got a bit of diversity in what you can and can't manage and um, so it definitely helped I think going from there on to to a specialist role in the future.
0: So you've done a lot of courses I asked Katie to send me a list um, and it was probably too much for an A4 sheet of paper and <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've done your you had your advanced diploma that you came out with when you qualified and you've then topped that up to a degree so congratulations um (laughs) how did you find that top-up process because I know quite a lot of nurses now are looking at obviously nursing being a degree uh, profession from being a pre-registered nurse of of doing that top-up if they've done a diploma or advanced diploma um in the past how have you found that process
1: yeah I mean to be honest looking back now I would love to have done it back when I was doing the program from a time perspective because obviously doing it alongside work can be quite tricky but it has in a nice way le- allowed me to mold the courses I've taken since so it's really allowed me to focus so some of the modules I've done are things like advanced assessment skills which I use day in day out with assessing patients and um, I've been able to do a, a research-based module um, and a pain management module so it's really worked for me in that it's really honed my skills around the specialism I've gone into and mm-hmm. um, it's just a slightly longer process doing it after but actually it's still quite the achievement afterwards when you get to that point and and I would really recommend it to anybody because the profession is kind of moving towards a more academic look I think Um, Mm. and whilst experience is key and there's a lot of people that I work with that are, are really expert people that don't have degrees and masters and things it really puts you at a different level in terms of sort of your academic ability and how you look at evidence-based practice and and particularly research papers
0: Mm. it really
1: helps with all of that so it's it's a slow process sometimes but definitely worth it in the long term and and I don't think there's any harm doing it after because it does let you mold it to to your needs a bit more. Yeah. And
0: the critical and the critical analysis is something that, as as a lecturer, you know, we talk about it all the time. And I think we do it automatically in practice. That's part of your everyday decision making process, isn't it? And I found doing courses post qualification actually a lot easier than, than than my when I was doing Definitely. my um, undergrad. I think, you can, um, yeah,
1: you can definitely bring things in like just doing the dissertation was really helpful because I moulded it very much around um, setting up an education package for our team. So it was, it was really sort of to the heart. It was something we needed and wanted to change within our service. Um, and it allowed me to have the knowledge and be able to read from the different places like british pain society and rcn that we we work very closely with um, and incorporate that but also assess what was and wasn't very helpful to add to that so i think that's a skill that definitely as you as you develop as a nurse academically or in in practice you just learn that as you go along and -hmm. know what is helpful and where to find information where to source it using your team members is great as well different professionals
0: so yeah it definitely helps in the long term Um, And one of your courses you did was a um, a good clinical practice um, looking from a research perspective. I hadn't actually heard of that course before. Do you mind just explaining a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's normally trust run, but
1: most people that undertake any kind of research role um, need to complete it. So it's basically looking at how we do research projects. So it's looking at things like quantitative and qualitative studies. It looks at sort of the ethics behind doing research and and the numbers we're looking at. So it just gives you a good basis to when you're working on a research project, when you're setting one up, what kind of things you need to consider, how we make sure we're doing it correctly and we're getting the right data what we're um hoping to collect from it so um, it's kind of an overview it's something you have to sort of re-establish every couple of years um, just to say you're up to date with it but um, normally you're not approved to be on studies unless you've done that course but it, it usually tends to be in-house with with your trust um, and
0: research teams so um, and we've kind of covered a little bit of this already um, have you got any further advice for any nurses that want to move into um, your field of practice I mean, common sense, it's a difficult a difficult, yeah. um, a difficult place to work. We have a
1: lot of patients in pain that um, are really quite complex patients. So it really involves working with an MDT, thinking about people with long-term chronic conditions. Um, it comes alongside a lot of issues like mental health problems and behavioural issues, which mm. which can be really troublesome to manage and, and why we really rely on a, a heavy MDT in psychology and physio support occupational therapy. Um, so I think pain, if that is something you're interested in, being a link nurse would definitely get you towards that field, get a bit more knowledge behind it, potentially think about areas where you are going to see a bit more of the team and things like PCAs and epidural, so surgical units or, or mm. critical care areas are probably good places to go. Um, but really just get an, an interest for the field and, and providing you have that when you go for interviews, that I would say the key recently doing doing lots of interviews is um making sure you visit the area, really know what it's about, what we have to offer, um, before going to that interview because that really puts you in good stead to to get get through the process
0: really and i think the informal visits are something that it really gives you a lot of information doesn't it i I know i've gone on informal visits for interviews and gone actually i wouldn't want to work here or i've gone i love it i've really liked the people they were really friendly um and yeah you're right it does give you an insight doesn't it into into and it
1: like you say it lets you know whether it's an area you think you are interested in actually quite often job specs don't give you huge details about um, what to expect really it's just Mm -hmm. kind of a a very broad overview of this is the service so we get a lot of people obviously we're a big big service we have an acute inpatient team and an outpatient chronic team um, and people aren't always sure which one they're applying to so you know if you're only interested in one particular area or or you want to work more inpatient based or outpatient it's worth knowing that and speaking to the team but also for interview purposes that a question you will always get asked is what do you know about our service and why do you mm. want to work here and that is common for every single interview I've ever done why do you mm. want to work with us so if you can you know say oh, "Well, I came to visit you I've learned this about your service I kind of know what things you offer what clinics you offer which programs you offer you're going to be in a lot better stead than somebody that comes in which often happens going oh well I assume you deliver some sort of pain clinic it just it's it shows your yeah. interest and, and it, it lets you answer those questions a bit better and, and gets you out of that nervous phase at the very beginning when we ask a question that you're like, actually, I do know the answer to this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one ticked <laughs> Yeah, I know this one, let's go. <laughs> um,
0: it really so helps. So have you got any um, advice for anyone that wants to be an advanced nurse practitioner? Um, So advanced nurse practitioners are really still quite new in the field, I guess. Guys mm. and, and,
1: and really Thomas ab- have
0: really led, haven't they? On... They've really led
1: on that. And I think Kings as well—they're looking at um, at developing programs. I know a lot of the other universities, obviously Middlesex, I assume, do their own own version of this, um, <laughs> put in their name as well. Um, <laughs> but it, I think, yeah, it's it's looking at the area because there there are general AMPs, sort of competencies and things outlined by the RCN, so they're a good thing to look at. Um, but it is going to be very different depending on areas. So what I provide as an AMP in pain will look very very different to somebody doing that in a GP practice or an A&E mm. department. Um, Obviously, my expertise is around pain. So I'm not going to be assessing people for lots of weird and wonderful conditions for infections mm. and, and other things, whereas somebody in A or a GP practice might be. So it's it's honing again the skills to it. They they're there as a guide. Mm. Um so it is looking at things like from an academic perspective, are you somebody working towards a master's or a PhD in the future? Do you have a field of interest? Um, are you thinking about doing things like prescribing courses? Is that something that can be done in that area? And I think they're all things that really open up for nurses it makes them really autonomous and quite often we work very closely with consultants or gps and but you do have your own level of practice without you know without relying on on other members of the team you are somebody to go to for advice and expertise for junior members of the team as well
0: and Katie gave me a lot of advice when I was newly qualified and when I was having the panic I'm in my 12-week placement and then I'm in a blue uniform on my own um, moment. Have you got any one particular uh, kind of bit of advice for student nurses or newly qualified? I would
1: 100% say that work is obviously very very important and we always talk about doing reflection and debriefing which I must Mm. admit is something back when I was in in university wasn't something that particularly interested me but being Mm. a nurse and being out there having day-to-day bad activities going on good days bad days it really helps to be part of that team and to debrief and really think about um how you can improve your practice everyone's going to have a bad day when they first qualify it's just inevitable unfortunately but it's how are we going to make this better how are we going to work as a team to make sure this doesn't happen again and tomorrow i come back and have a better day and it sounds cheesy but go home have a sleep the next day is always that bit better Um, But I think also having something outside of work is so important. So, Mm. you know, if you've got something that you can unwind with when you get back home, whether that be an activity, a person, having Mm. a conversation, having a cup of tea, whatever you do, just getting away from work because you can't make it your whole life. And I think
0: you can get. Now, obviously, with COVID and all of what we're allowed to do is so restricted. But, you know, Mm. I I did quite a lot of rowing when I first qualified. And I really liked the fact that on my weekends off, that was then what I did. That was something that you kind of use your brain for rather than something that
1: makes you you and not just Mm. laura the nurse or katie the nurse it's it's something outside of work so when you do have those bad days you think okay well i've got somewhere to go which is so tricky in covid and i think that's why a lot of people are struggling right now because Mm. you go home and it is again it's covid on the telly and it's covid not going out so it's yeah. just trying to find your niche of what what's important for you what you can go home to that's not gonna wrap you up in work yeah, so much and that, that makes you better earth,
0: I think in the long term because it, it lets <laughs> you relax from it and helps you build some resilience as well I think I think it can be Concept so overwhelming down. can't it especially when you first start I remember and even give—I mean, we're giving paracetamol for the first time, and being in a complete stress that I was in administering <laughs> this. And then you look back and you think, "What was I stressed about? It was two paracetamol. It was fine." <laughs> um, but at the time, but what it, you worry the fact about? It's that you're
1: now responsible, and it does make you jump out your chair i think when you first have to do it but i think it's relying on your team and and knowing that you've got the knowledge you've been doing it particularly in your last placements you've been doing it pretty much independently just with a Mm. bit of supervision for a long time so you're in that position ready to do it it's
0: just getting the confidence and getting used to doing it and last question um where do you see your career going i know you've got a very exciting kind of new job lined up and what are your aims for the future so
1: it's a bit of a change so laura will know that i've always had um a bit of a handcuff for old people and care homes and things like that so I really always wanted to get a basis in acute um acute care specialized in an area sort of progress from a management perspective and um, so I'm actually in the next sort of month or so I'm, I'm leaving pain management for a while to go over and um set up a new care village um in Battersea in London so um it's really going to be from the ground up employing staff from the clinical side of things setting up um all the policies procedures dealing with cqc and um, so it's not ner- it's it's care based rather than nursing at the moment but they're really keen as a company to develop into nursing care so we're looking at things like the nursing associate programs mm. um developing into nursing and things like that so it is a bit of a shift it's more mm. along the management route but um hopefully in the future if i ever think of which i potentially would do go back to sort of amp work it would mm-hmm. put me instead that i've had a management background. I've set up a service. I've changed a service, um, and that would only really improve my ability to do of the AMP role in the future. So I mean, I like you I said that it so
0: casually. I've set up a service.
1: Set it up. <laughs> yeah, done it. Done it from ground up. Um, but I think it's important to think that it's not always a fixed outcome so you kind of feel like you're leaving the nhs doing something different is that going to be it now but there's no reason why you can't move back into roles change mm-hmm. roles use skills you've got from other places and sort of adapt that into the role that you ultimately want to be in so i think again not being too fixed to one area forever is a mm-hmm. good thing as well getting skills well i think, well, in different I think areas.
0: the nhs and different companies have become so much more flexible i think it used to be you go in that role you're there for 15 20 years you know and then you might move on where that isn't necessarily how roles are anymore are they? No and I think there's so many diverse roles in nursing that it's not always just
1: nursing it can Mm. be research it can be management it can be I mean we've got a research nurse now leaving to go off and do an auditing role Mm. so just because you've trained as a nurse and worked as a nurse I think it's important to think that You've always got that and that's something you can always come back to. But do you want to try something different? And those skills you get from other areas are always going to be beneficial coming back into nursing again. So really sort of explore with what you've got. Nursing is mm-hmm. just a great avenue to get into many, many different roles yeah it's true yeah and congratulations <laughs> um thank
0: you so much for chatting with me today katie um and good luck with your no new problem. role um and when you're thank all you. established um i'd love to interview you again i'm just going to sneak that oh, in please there do. um just yeah. to hear all about your new role <laughs> and how it's all gone um but thank yeah. you so much no problem at all thank you very much